Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Soul Talk has the pleasure, and I am Monica Ramirez, a warrior of love. Today is a kind of a weird day. Uh, my mom's in the hospital, so uh, let's let out that energy and uh, let's start. Well, we have the pleasure to have one of my beautiful teachers of light language and repattering. Uh, and uh, her name is Aurora Light. And let me show, uh, read her uh, short bio. Aurora is a joyful chemistry and soul embodiment guide that empower visionary leaders to become conscious and creators of their reality who are ready to take quantum leap ahead in the business and life using mindset, creative expressions and multidimensional, uh, multidimensional mastery through belief repattering, DNA activation, light language and joyful chemistry. She supports light leaders to, remem uh, to remember who they are, connect their soul essence, and transform everything holding into that to the awakening into their infinite potential. She bridges the inter intergalactic spiritual truth with practical action steps, integ integrating body, mind, and soul, and helps people to go from fearing their sp spirit gifts to activation and superpowers of their own light. Aurora loves holding space for the epic transformations as a speaker, bestseller author, course creator and mentor, as many founders of Joy Evolution and Dancing into Being, and co-founder of Radiant Evolution Collective. And I had the pleasure to take some classes with Aurora In, in her academy, and they were just wonderful. It actually, it did open my multidimensionality and trust more myself as a, uh, in, my, in my own path. And I really have this pleasure to, to have her. It's really my honor, Aurora. Thank you for being here in Soul Talk. Mm, thank you so much for having me. And I'm so grateful that I... Um, made it by the skin of my teeth, having gotten the time zone conversion wrong. <laughs> it all worked out divinely. Yes, uh, it is because I know time zones can be confusing. Oh my God, yes. And that's because we're in the same continent. Imagine if we were like in Australia or New Zealand. Those are big conversions. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, and time. Oh is tough, I think, for the multidimensional beings who are existing more and more in the now moment, <laughs> trying to convert all the times, but it's all right now, yet you're living in my future. <laughs> Just an hour in my future. That's what I, I when I started studying classes in New Zealand, that, that's what I was like, hmm, am I taking the information one day before them or how it was? But at the same time, that opened my understanding of multidimensionality and, and helped me to understand more about that time do not exist. Is everything happening at the same time simultaneously? And, and talking about that, 
what do you mean uh, reading your your bio in um, in 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 uh, mixing the intergalactic in the um, into your classes in what do you do? Mm. Well, I tend to go galactic whenever I am teaching. It's just where my soul essence loves to explore and play. But I also really, really actually, um, unlike a lot of people who really feel quite connected to the cosmos and the, the galactics, I really love being on Earth and in my body. And I love bridging the two of them. So I truly enjoy connecting into the cosmic, to the all that is, to our star families, to all of the interdimensional, or not all of the, but the ones that are available to me, those experiences, and also bringing those down and in and through and anchoring them into the earth. And then also bringing the earth energy up around into the form and blending them all together because then I feel like we come into this aligned wholeness when we are doing the galactic thing but bringing it actually down to earth do you uh, connect like I connect a lot with the Pleiades mm -hmm. and of course we all have different soul families and so forth and some of them are similar but which one do you feel more connected or which one do you communicate more mm, so I do have quite a few different places that I feel connected to because I tend to be quite a traveler. Um, I am connected to Andromeda Galaxy. And when I came to the Milky Way, it was through Antares. And I spent quite a bit of time uh, incarnate on Antares. So I do remember playing in those insectoid forms as well. And I've connected to an aspect of my multidimensional self who is in that form as a, a guide and friend. I also am connected to the Pleiadians, to the Syrians, to the beings in Andromeda um, constellation here, and um, a few others as well. There's a lot of Arcturian energy that likes to come through and play and guide here along with um, the blue avians. So just lots of fun, <laughs> fun intergalactic connections. I have a question regarding the, the light language then. You are, you're a teacher of, of light language. And um, the majority of the, of the times of that you're, um, you're um, talking in light language or singing or there's many ways <laughs> doing that. But is Acturian or is Antares or can you distinguish between one and the other one? That's a great question. First, I just want to speak into, um, I like to hold space for people to remember light language. So the word teacher of it sometimes hits me a little funny because it's, it's not something you can teach, but it's something you can remind people that they can access on their own. So I just wanted to share that. And I do have a lot of different dialects of light language that come through for me. And I often know where they are coming from, from my intuitive gifts. I'm pretty claircognizant and I just get the downloads of information. But often it is just from like my whole essence, my, my entire beingness, or it'll be from Lemurian aspects. Those come through quite often. Pleiadian aspects. And even though, as far as I know, I don't have Arcturian 
aspects of self, I will often channel people's Arcturian guides. They are very present right now. And that's the one that twists my tongue the most. I, I know, I know. <laughs> yes. And um, can you, so maybe I should jump so fast. What is, how do you, would you describe what is light language, Aurora? One uh, is the beautiful things that you do. So light language could be called soul language, heart language. Um, it's very similar to the speaking in tongues that has happened in churches. Um, my feeling and understanding is the difference between speaking in tongues and speaking in light language is it tends to be more multidimensional and galactic when it's coming through as light language though that distinction might be um, just a very technical <laughs> one. And, and that's just how it feels to me. But there are tones and sounds and sacred geometry frequencies that are coming through my unique multidimensional soul essence out through my hands or through my pulse <laughs> in ways that will activate a remembrance in other people. And that might be conscious, it might be unconscious, but it's always received very similarly to Reiki energy, exactly how it needs to be received. It's universal energy that'll go to where it is needed. And it's a way to move beyond the distortion that often happens in English or Spanish or any other earth language that has words that are defined. As it's coming through, it comes through with these electromagnetic packets of information that are whole and complete, that you get to decode at the level you're ready to receive them. So it might just be landing in your body or you might get the downloads. Oh, this is from the Arcturians speaking into how we're ready to um, elevate, you know, into this other uh, aspect of knowing self. And sometimes I can get very complete information and sometimes it's just a wash of feeling aligned or clearing things out. It can be anything it really needs to be. It's communication beyond words into the body, mind, and soul coherence. I, I, I call it myself channeling, basically, because channeling is, is a different way of channeling. We channel to painting, we channel to writing, mm -hmm. or simply with human uh, dialects. Let's, let's put it like that, the languages. I'm sorry, my dog. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but um, but in reality is also line language is, is a way of channeling at the same time. It's something that uh that it helps. Well, how I you have been using it, and I would like to explore more with you about this. How I use it is basically it goes a lot into to healing, activating, anchoring. And what else do you use it for? Yeah, right. Um, clearing distortions, connecting. I, I really think that it is a way of unlocking soul memories or aspects of our DNA that are attuned to these certain frequencies. And when the sound or the sacred geometry hits them, they turn on if they're ready to do so. And if it's according to divine will, right? It has to be in divine time. But I truly believe that we can 
remember and unlock a lot of the aspects of our soul that are currently perhaps hidden to us. So again, it's all just allowing us to remember more of who we really are. And, uh, and also uh, something that I learned with you uh, is uh, the, this technique, I am an NLP. So I go in uh, basically and removing uh, patterns and so forth with the people in, in different ways. I use a lot of hypnotherapy. That's one of the, also one of the models of NLP we use that. But also we use a lot of uh, re um, removing the, the patterns or removing the, the programs in an opinion, different ways. But repattering is a different technique completely. What I saw you're doing, that NLP, it gets almost the same, um, the same amount of um, removing the programs, but it's different. Can you explain us a little bit more about this wonderful technique? I, I really love it. <laughs> Absolutely. So belief repatterning, is a technique that was created by Suze Casey. And she is actually um, in Alberta, where I am. And she created this technique that is a conversational way of moving through the scaffolding of how everybody's brain works and how it learns. And we move through seven steps from forgiveness to permission, choice, affirmation, freedom, surrender, gratitude, and sometimes I add on celebration as well to support us in creating new thought patterns away from the ones that are just about survival, which are, they're, they're great, they're wonderful because they helped us to survive, but most of us are ready to move out of just surviving and into thriving, which requires a different set of thoughts entirely. And so belief repatterning uses those steps to hack the subconscious mind to help us create those new ways of thinking. And it is the fastest thing that I have ever learned, having seen a lot of techniques like NLP, like hypnosis, because all of this, all this needs is um, the words and the breath. And you can do it again, conversationally, you don't have to go deep into hypnosis. It doesn't take much time at all once you are familiar with them. So I, I, truly think it's a very multi-dimensional way of working that is so grounded in science but if you're energetic you feel the shifts changing in you as well so it it bridges the worlds i i i do notice that when i we were doing it it goes to the layer on top of our main belief you don't go to the root of the where why the problem started that that's that's why I, I do still like NLP and um, and hypnosis because you go where it, where it started, mm -hmm. but you actually want to shift faster, and from the top of the the layer on top and fast, mm -hmm. it works wonderful. Do you or or in that technique or the same technique because I I did not study it. Is that something that? Um, I, I just, uh, in the class that we have together, we work in, in, the, in those layers, and that's how I felt it. Mm -hmm. But you, um, it go more profound, that technique? Because, again, we didn't study that one. Mm -hmm. So it, it certainly can go to the root, but you don't have to, which is one of the things that I enjoy. 
because sometimes the root is beyond something we're able to find easily. And sometimes it doesn't matter because it might be from a past life. It might be from something your third grade teacher said. It might be from the collective. It might be from all of those places. And sometimes you don't need to know that it was your great grandma's uncle that said this thing that triggered a response that went into your genes. Sometimes that, that would be interesting to know and you don't actually fully need to. So it is a great and also practice because there are modalities that allow you to do the research like SRT, like hypnosis, where you can go into the origin point. And I love that you can just check in with muscle testing, which is one of the ways that we, we tune in and intuition to say like, do we need to know? Do we need to know about this? And most of the time the answer is no. Just our brain wants to know what the root was. But a lot of times we just need to train our brain to create these new supportive pathways with love and gratitude. That's the really big thing. We don't just bypass the old stuff. We go to these old patterns and we say, thank you. Thank you so much. And let's, let's take an unsupportive belief like money is the root of all evil right? We, we go to that and we don't say, how dare you be programmed into my brain? It's thank you for showing me what that feels like and for pointing me to the direction that I actually want to go in. And it doesn't matter if that belief came from a grandparent, a pastor, TV. We want to move in the direction of what is opposite to that. That's going to help us in whatever it is that we're wanting to create in our life, which is probably the idea that, for example, money is energy, could be something that we would want to move towards, right? As opposed to the root of all evil. It is neutral. It can be a tool. And so we can repattern and create that new neural pathway without needing to dive into exactly why we thought that in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very, very effective. I, I, well, we did it in the class and it was just amazing, amazing. It was very fast. And, uh, and you also just had a summit right now. Uh, well, it was, uh, it was a, a challenge or how do you, uh, the thing is several of us healers and so forth that we have taken classes with Aurora We just had um, we just have the experience to experiment about a little bit of what we do and how we incorporate all what we have learned from with her and uh, in our own practice and our own being and um, and do you but how I met you was to assume it mm -hmm. and invite several healers and so forth. Are you planning to continue doing uh, that kind of uh, more summits or something like that? And how do you choose your speakers to at the same time? Uh, so I know that there's going to be lots more challenges, summits, online retreats, series, because I absolutely love having amazing conversations with people and highlighting them and introducing them to my community and just uh, rising together. The Soul Embodiment Summit in September, I'm hoping will be an annual event and For that particular one where you um, came into my, my orbit, I invited 
people that to me were amazing examples of embodiment. So I picked friends, people that had taught at um, workshops and retreats I had been to. I picked some former clients and uh, people that are inspirations to me. So just people that aligned with what it is that I was wanting to put into the world so we could expand upon it together. And then for this one, that was um, uh, a little smaller than a summit. I just called it a Activate Your Radiant Light series where you were a speaker. And we just had um, one or two speakers a day come in and share their experience with light language. And that was amazing. People received so much from your meditation and from everyone that was able to share. And I wanted to put that out because I know that a lot of people are craving this ability to speak their truth right now. And light language is one of the techniques along with belief repatterning that helped me do that. So I am running a six week series um, that is going to be just about light language called unlocking your soul's secrets with light language. It starts February 9th. So I wanted to bring on people like yourself who've experienced it to share what it has done for you. So I could um, highlight the shifts, the changes, but also show you off to my community and just all the wonderful things that um, you had been bringing to this world, all of the magic that you have within you. Oh, no, it was a great experience. And it was great to meet more, more healers. Something that I do notice that they we're growing more and more in quantities. We're getting uh, more like workers are actually getting in uh, the switch on and we're starting to actually do our work and losing the fear actually to, to act, actually speak who we truly we are and what is our mission to do actually. And it's very important to actually be more summits and be more, more places that we can help actually the community. Many people are waking up right now and, uh, and it's a lot of confusion, not only with um, in themselves, it's also in believing in themselves. Also at the same time in, uh, in speaking who they truly are and they knowing they're safe right now. Mm-hmm. That is, we're not gonna get burned this time <laughs> or stone <laughs> or speaking who we are. And this is not about also, I have heard many times, oh, you're crazy. Oh, it's because you're crazy. And this is something that I, I would like to you give your point of view about when uh, the majority of the people were going to get attacked by the, uh, the, the people that are not understanding our work and they're going to call you crazy and they're going to call you names or so forth or they're going to attack you in one way or the other because they do not understand better. It's not because they, they want to, it's just because... They, they, the rules, how the system have put them is regular people do not speak like language. Regular people are not healers. Regular people, they can transform their life. Life happened to them. That's their beliefs. And But how would you, you would tell them uh, to all these people that are waking up, that they're finding their, they have their gifts because we all have them. How, what do you would tell them? Mm. It's a different world. There is a lot of evolution that is happening right now as the world is waking up. There's so much light coming in and so much light being emitted by all of these people 
like you and I, who have been doing this for for decades, um, we were in a different world where, yeah, people called me crazy for talking to crystals, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And they would say, you know, you're schizophrenic. And I was like, all right, this isn't the venue to talk about that. <laughs> and I share my experiences with people that I could feel would get it. So I kept it to the safe people. And even until recently, I would talk about the more well-known spiritual things, oracle cards, crystals, law of attraction. That was all very safe. And it took a lot for me to move through that witch wound, which is that one I think we all carry of the we might get burned or hung or exiled or drawn and quartered because that had happened to me in many past lives <laughs> to go all the way into the full multidimensional galactic. I speak to, you know, angels and aliens <laughs> and the earth and all of that, that, that was terrifying for me to go to that next level. And when I did it, nothing happened. Nobody told me I was crazy when I started speaking this publicly about two years ago. I had a few people who just fell away from my life. But that happens when you're at a specific frequency and they're not able to match that. But it makes room for the other people who do feel you to come in. And when you start to speak your full, like full authentic truth, let your freak flag fly, The people that get it will feel you and they'll see you and it magnetizes them into your orbit. So it actually, those people that don't get it falling away will make room for your soul family who will finally be able to feel you. Because I think most of us felt a little alone over the last, you know, like couple decades, especially the ones feeling like star seeds, right? Like we we remember existing on other planets, but we were just planted <laughs> in the dark soil. And now we get to blossom <laughs> and find each other. And it's so beautiful. But honestly, there was no pushback. And, and I get the odd like, oh, you know, you're, you're actually talking to the devil. I get the odd, I would have burned you at the stake 200 years ago for that. But those comments, they can't affect me because... I've repatterned to believing this is a different energy. This is a different time. I am safe in this life and it is time for me to step fully into the life that I am. And it has been the most amazing ride. Um, I shook like a leaf the first time I spoke light language publicly. And now um, all the time, everywhere, anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes no I, I totally agree with you it's, it's been a, a huge change for all of us in uh, after the 2020 it's been more that shift for all of us in believing more that it is safe to just demonstrate the world who we are mm. and uh, and that have changed everything I believe and it's going to continue changing more and more and hopefully more people awake and so they can understand what is happening to them. And now they can find those more easy so they can know what is happening to them because it's going to happen <laughs> as, if they're, as soon as they start waking up. Yes, 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 yes. And 
I, I believe you were like me where you felt like something like this was going to happen and you were getting prepared for this. I'm not sure if we talked about this or I just felt it in, in our soul resonance. And then when the pandemic hit, I, for myself and many other lightworkers, we were like, oh, oh, this is what we've been training for. This is the time that we need to be out. And there was that need for accelerating our ability to share and teach and be seen. So I think you felt that same call, didn't you? The thing is, I came to understand that all my training as an artist and um, art event, and I was focusing in also helping people in that time, artists, to believe in themselves. I have two art galleries. So a lot of them, they have amazing work and they have never exhibited or amazing work, and but they thought, oh, but I kind of paint. And the work was amazing. So helping them believe in themselves or the poets or musicians or dancers so forth, so forth that I have worked with them and to make them believe in themselves that now they're Polish authors, now they're, their song is in the radio, now, or they're exhibiting in different places. Or I have even worked with people blind to teach them how to paint. And now they're, and they're exhibiting their work now in Italy and in New York in different places. And I came to understand that I was just being trained what it was coming for later on to, uh, because believe, make, make, uh, the people, when they start believing in themselves, they wake up another seal of their own magic. And that's why it's so important believing in yourselves. And, and I believe this is kind of the main thing of all the light workers or all the healers or the, because there are thousands of thousands of different kinds of coaches and healers, it's more than I can even think about. It. But the basis of all of us is about making them, each person believe in themselves and trust themselves. Right? Absolutely. And it's so funny. I don't think we've talked about this, but probably you've heard some of my story before I stepped into the spiritually specific coaching I was doing for seven years, I was teaching dance, gymnastics, movement arts, and supporting people in believing in themselves and tapping into that mastery of alignment and coming into flow with their unique soul essence and beingness and doing something very similar to what you do. And it, it did totally train me. In fact, just yesterday, I was speaking to a nine-year-old and she was saying, you don't, do you teach anymore? And I was like, well, yeah, but I teach people to believe in themselves just in a different way than I used to. And the skills have been very transferable. Yeah, same mission. Talking about that, you used to be a, a hula dancer. I, the first time I, I saw uh, the videos of hula dancing in the level that you actually took it, or you guys actually took it and you were traveling all around the world. Can you explain us a little bit more about that? It was with you because before I did not even have a clue about this. <laughs> sure. So um, I was a uh, hula hooper professionally. So just a little different than the Hawaiian hula, which I have not learned how to do. <laughs> So the greatest part about this is that I could not hula hoop as a kid. I thought they were stupid because it was hard. And I didn't find 
this art form until I was in my late 20s. And then I fell in love with it because I was witnessing people express themselves through movement and moving this hula hoop all over their body. And I've, I've used other flow arts as well. And it was a circus art blended with a dance form, blended with meditation. And it became this all-encompassing spiritual journey towards mastery for me. And it was a really beautiful experience connecting me into my body, my mind, and my soul. And I did have a chance to travel all over, make amazing friends. And actually, people would pay me money to hula hoop for them, to teach them hula hooping. And it was a dream come true until my dream changed a little bit. And I always just said my hula hoop was my magic wand that just happened to be a circle. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So very, very interesting. I, I don't think no one understood, or I did not understood, to what extent was actually can wake up the hula hoop. I know dancing as one of the arts can transport you to different places, like any music, like any paint, poetry, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, to the arts. But hula hoop is part of the same dancing. We just did not consider it enough as part of one of part of the one of the arts actually as dancers. Absolutely, it's a it's a movement art and a flow art, um, prop manipulation, and I think one of the interesting things of hula hooping besides just dancing, because I love to just dance as well, but for me it added that level of uh, mastery of something outside of myself. So it was a really beautiful spiritual practice to connect in and merge with this item that I was using as a dance partner. And it created um, so much, I think, connection to the symbolism as well, because it's a circle. So you can go, you can go all sorts of places with that, but you, you can whirl the energy around you, all of your chakras, all of, um, all of that through that movement of something around your body. So it, I haven't really touched them much since the pandemic and since I stopped teaching, but they will always have such a beautiful place in my heart. Yeah, I, I understand when we um, wake up or help us to understand more energy, what we were doing, even if we were doing it for years, I've been painting for 37 years until I realized that I was channeling it like, oh, let me try different kinds of channeling also. Mm -hmm. I'm still painting, but at the same time, my passion now, it just changed. And I, I do want to uh, clarify that to the people that is right now very, very hard, this quarantine, being in lockdown, and because this is happening all around the world, that do not want to experience or open up to a different possibilities are the ones that are having it more hard because they're depressed, they're alone, they don't find a motive to, to be alive and sometimes in these moments because probably they're single in an apartment, alone, they have lost many friends, no one is visiting them or they can go out or whatever is happening into their lives. And more that they get um, stuck in the old ways, that the old ways are never going to come back totally, I'm not saying that the corona is not going to disappear. It has to disappear. But the ways that we used to run the world 
are not going to be the same as we used to have them before. Mm-hmm. What many changes are going to happen? I don't know. But like you did from uh, hula uh, hoop dancing to what are you now? Like I did painting or even teaching art classes. Now more focused in actually in transformational classes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I feel that that's where the stuckness if they continue in their own path that haven't worked for many years. Mm-hmm. Do you have something to add to that? Oh, yeah. We are constantly growing and evolving. And the, the stagnant energy of holding on to old patterns, programs, ways of being, behavior, activities that aren't lighting you up anymore is going to keep dragging you down because we do shift, we do grow, we do evolve, and we're meant to do that. So first off, I think having a passion and a way of creatively expressing yourself, no matter what it is, is essential to being able to move energy through you, right? So many people are receiving so much energy from the world and they're not putting anything back out. And that just, I think it gets stuck in the body and it really short circuits us. So it's important to have whatever outlet and it's also okay to let it change. Um, I actually was just speaking into this today. My word of the week is passion, right? To support myself and then also send it into the world saying like, we need to find those things that we're passionate about and let ourselves be uplifted by them, especially right now, because it's so easy to get stuck in that energy of (laughs) right now in, you know, where I am, it's winter. We can't go outside without freezing our body (laughs) in several minutes. You, You don't have this problem, but it's, it's a, it's frostbite cold here if you're outside for more than a few minutes. So I know I'll be fine because I have all of these ways of spending my time and moving my energy creatively. And I know the people that don't have that or don't put the tiny bit of energy that it takes to get started in that, um, they, they struggle a lot this time of year and through this pandemic. So absolutely allowing it to evolve, but also just having something to move the energy is, is I think, essential right now to surviving uh, I wanted to ask you, as I've been trying to ask everybody that I'm going to be interviewing, and uh, in your case, uh, I know you're a master manifestator, that you have even a class actually for manifest. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how you do it? Just in, Of course, I'm not asking you to say the whole class, but you know this. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. So um, the class you're referring to, I've called Next Fucking Level Manifestation. And it is partially about manifesting, but that's only a small part of it. Manifesting is trendy. Everyone wants to manifest. But here's what I think is even, even better. It's transforming your limiting beliefs, then aligning and activating your highest self connection, and then actually listening to whatever that visionary perspective of your, you know, divinity is sharing with you and then taking aligned action into the world with whatever you are being guided to do from that visionary perspective. And then when you're doing that, 
um, manifestations happen almost instantly because they're aligned with what you are destined to be doing. So it, it almost doesn't feel like manifestation at all. I actually call it alchemical creation because you're co-creating with your universal level then. And it just, it flows. It's so much easier, <laughs> but sometimes it's terrifying at the same time because that level is going to be mm, asking you to do things that might be outside of your comfort zone at first. That is true. That is totally true. Hey, Aurora, um, I know you're teaching several classes and you had an academy. Can you talk about it uh, so we can, everybody knows about your classes that you're going to be teaching and so forth? Oh, sure. Um, right now, I do have the self-study of the Next Level Manifestation course that's available. And what I'm really excited about is a free masterclass that I'm running tomorrow, which is called Three Secrets to Unlocking or Activating Your Light Language So You Can Speak from the Soul, which is going to be an opportunity for people to try out some light language, learn more about it. And then I'm also offering an invitation to anyone who wants to go deeper to my next series, which is called Unlocking Your Soul's Secrets with Light Language. That's going to be running on February 9th on Tuesdays at 2.30 Mountain Time, so 3.30 Central, um, where we're going to go through singing, signing, speaking, writing, toning, creating light language in so many different ways, including uh, one thing we didn't do in the academy together, which is harnessing the power of trees to amplify healing and clearing. And we're just going to go very targeted into all of the different ways we can speak and share our light codes so i'm super excited about that oh well guys if you're listening to this in the replay check her web page and where we can get more information i believe i put it in the description but anyways can you actually share it oh yeah absolutely you did put all of my links um the only one that is missing there would be for the masterclass tomorrow and um, for the, the new light language course. You can find me generally at joyevolution.com. And my new um, light language course is going to be at learnlightlanguage.com slash secrets for the masterclass. So I can, I can add that in here. Perfect. Aurora, it's been a pleasure to talking to you. And uh, and I really will hope for you to expand more than you have and connect more than you have. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been really my pleasure to mm. have this conversation. And I hope it's not the the, the first one or the la uh, or the last one. I hope there are many more. <laughs> Yes, let's do this again. Absolutely, because I could talk to you forever. We have the same soul mission, Monica. So I am always so delighted anytime we get to connect. I love when people infuse art and creativity with spirituality and mastery and belief in oneself. So everything that you're doing in this world is so, so beautiful. And I just love you so much. So yes, please, let's, let's talk more. Let's talk again. It doesn't have to be the end. <laughs> thank you so much thank you Aurora thank you for everybody that listened please uh, share it if you like it and uh, and put pre-play if you have uh, you've seen it later on thank you so much thank you Aurora mm, thank you so much 
Bye bye. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioroflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.